As promised and now delivered, the one, the only, the man, the story, the legend, the myth, and that would be none other than Johnny Marcon. We're fitting him up with some uh, high-tech equipment over here. And uh, there we go. I think we got him, Johnny. You got what? We got the flux capacitor. Up here. <laughs> uh, right off the uh, the Enterprise, right? The flux. Uh, right out of Back to the Future. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's Back to the Future, not Wasn't Star the Trek. Flux capacitor was allowed the DeLorean to go through time. <laughs> flux capacitor. I love the terminology these guys sit around and come up with. It makes it makes for a good movie. Anyway, Johnny, how are you, Hoss? It's been a while. I'm doing all right, Al. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Can't complain. It's October. We were talking about that a moment in the after we got, got you out of the green room into the kitchen, get your coffee, and we were talking about that. And yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I just uh, we're celebrating at our house. Bought a new TV. Uh, just oh a, my! Just is it color? Yeah, is it a color, color TV? It's color wow, TV. Wow, did it come with one of those? With the a, peacock comes on. And <laughs> you have a uh, remote that goes with it, or you have to get up and uh, change we, the channel? We, we, we didn't pay for the remote. It uh, was, that was too high tech for me. Yeah. But, uh, but hey, we got four stations now you can watch. You got 6, 8, 12, and 23. <laughs> 23. So there you go. Bought a television. Not a black Somebody and white. Somebody even told me there was a channel 35 out oh, there. Oh, so. my. <laughs> that would be new. I hadn't heard about that one. So that's good. <laughs> what else have you? You got a new pair of shoes to go with it? Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> what's that? What's that great? Uh, the uh, great scene in uh, in Caddyshack where Rodney Dangerfield's what was his name? His character started with a CZ or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Zarovich. Yeah, something. something like that. Yeah. He says to. Uh, <laughs> Judge Schmales, I think it's the Schmales. Uh, nice coat. Do you get a hat with that? You get a bowl of soup with that? <laughs> nice hat, baby. It's nice. Hat. How do you get a bowl of soup? <laughs> anyway, the lines in movies are there are millions of classic lines. Uh, sports. We've been, doing, you know, the last number of visits you've been in here have been with Steve Isaacs, and we've been talking golf. Yeah, I'm kind of missing Steve. Here. <laughs> we'll call Should him. We up. Call him up. Get, 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 <laughs> yeah, get, get, get some lunch with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Isaacs is a good guy. He's he's always fun to have in the studio. Um, but we, we were talking moment, moments ago in the kitchen about uh, what a great month of sports October is. And you said we were, you're a little disappointed in the Southwestern series that yeah, starts I, uh, Friday night in Texas. Yeah, I mean, those weren't the teams that I thought all year would be in the World Series. I, <laughs> I, I didn't tend to follow them that much. I know the Rangers had a great start to the season. And the Diamondbacks also started very well. But, you know, in August and September, they seem to be fading a little bit. And obviously in the playoffs, they got uh, refreshed and new life, and now they're going to play for the title. But I just think it's going to be one of those series a little bit like, I think it was 2002, where the Angels and the Giants played. Oh, yeah. And only only California people paid attention to it. It was one of the lowest-rated World Series of all time, even though it was a great series. Seven games. They had Barry Bonds in it at the peak of his, you know, Yeah, just (laughs) controversial prominence. 
Uh, but it, I think the uh, you know the big Eastern and Midwestern markets ignored it yeah. because it, they weren't their teams. And the Rangers and the um, uh, Diamondbacks, I mean, I was telling you, I guess, that Houston versus Dallas sounds like a Western Conference semifinal in the NHL or the NBA. It <laughs> Dallas and Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really sound like a World Series. So I don't think uh, that interest in this one is going to be ridiculously high. We don't have any big major star players uh, in the World Series, Mm-mm. at least not no. right now. No, you're right. Uh, I can't think of any. We top. got. Uh, I mean, you got Corey Seager. He's a pretty good player. Uh, you got Corbin Carroll, that rookie outfielder for the last, Diamondbacks. He's uh, probably going to be the rookie of the year. He carried him last night, right? And he's a he's a good player. But even he was a guy who got off to a great start, kind of faded a little bit in August and September, and now he's back. And the Diamondbacks have other good players, um, but I would tend to think that just you know they're a little on the younger side. The Rangers. Even though they haven't been in the playoffs in a while, they, I think they've got more experienced players. Uh, I would kind of tend to favor them a little bit. Yeah, what are the so, odds? I need Derby Bill to text in the uh, the odds are the of this series. I mean, it's uh, how many games will I'm it sure go? Sure, they have them by now. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, uh, I I went to bed last night as soon as the last out was made in Philadelphia. And uh, I I still don't know. I I would assume that the Rangers would be favored, but I don't know. I wonder if they they don't need anybody in Philadelphia to hold up a sign that says "Cue the booing." I mean, those people they 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 just stopped hitting. I mean, they uh, they just terrorized their first two playoff opponents with home runs and big numbers. Well, even even the first hit those diamond backs pitcher. The first two games of this series, they outscored them fifteen to three. Right, and they just looked unstoppable. Yeah. And after that, they were stopped. <laughs> and, uh, it's a funny sport, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was like the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they hit great all year. Uh, they got in the series with Philadelphia, and they didn't do much. No. And now they've, you know, they've been playing golf and catching bass for like two weeks. <laughs> And so, catching bass. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know what the uh, uh, you know I don't know if it's a problem for baseball. I mean, you know, world uh, wild card teams have been making the World Series pretty regularly. Uh, you know, you were talking yesterday about the 2019 World Series. The Nats won that, and they were a wild card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't uh, win the division. They came very close to losing the one-game wild card elimination. They were trailing Milwaukee in the eighth inning, and then they rallied against Josh Hader of all people to take the lead. And uh, they, uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, they were the right team at the right time. And these teams, I think, are the same. The Rangers have a great hitting lineup. Uh, pitching's a little, you know, <laughs> Diamondbacks <laughs> have a lot. Of, I want to hear that sound effect again. <laughs> the, the Diamondbacks have uh, a lot of really good younger players. Uh, we're just not that familiar with the names of a lot of them. No, we're not. Uh, Robert has put up on our board for us, and thank you, Robert. Rangers are favorites at minus 174. The Diamondbacks are plus 145. And the general uh, consensus is Rangers in six. Well, I'll tell you what about that general consensus. Yeah. <laughs> if the Diamondbacks win the first game, it's all going to flip. 
because I don't really believe there is a huge favorite in this series. Uh-huh. You know, if the Diamondbacks, I guess, when does it start? Saturday? Friday night. Friday night. three. Friday night. Uh, if the Diamondbacks uh, go out there and they have two pretty good starting pitchers, uh, Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen. Mm-hmm. And if those guys can play uh, the role of aces in the World Series, uh, I'm sure the Diamondbacks can win. I would like to see the Diamondbacks win. They did win it in 01, and you know, as you recall, and we both recall, the uh, the World Series was stopped for about a week, right? Uh, it wasn't stopped. It was delayed for about a week because they had the uh, yeah, the attack they, on America. Yeah, they had, and so yeah. like it started in really late October and it ended in early November. Yeah. Well, the season had been uh, the season postponed. was stopped for like eight or nine days. Yeah, back in the season, so. That's what pushed everything back. Nice thing about this World Series, there will be no freezing temperatures. Uh, no, it'll be uh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying, it's it's uh, it's just in that part of it's it's kind of like a little Southwest series. Mm-hmm. It, the, the appeal of those teams doesn't really get that you know national. So we'll have to see how they do TV wise. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling they're not going to do too well. If it had been. Uh, like uh, Philadelphia and the National League and maybe Houston, uh, they would have done a lot better. Yeah, a rematch from last year. And plus, you would have had you know teams from different parts of the country play. Yeah, there you go. Let's uh, get to a phone call real quick here because we got a pause coming up. Jesse, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Go right ahead. John Markhan's on hey, with Al, us. I, I wanted to comment on the uh, NBA thing. I was listening to the NBA last night opener, and – I heard a lot of speculation, I don't know if it's true, but about this NBA play-in uh, season tournament. I don't know. I want to get both of your opinions on this. And uh, quickly, I think uh, I think if they're going to do this, they need to get rid of the All-Star game altogether because that's a joke. And then they need to move the uh, NBA season tip off of maybe towards December. And then you could, you could play the NBA finals on that July date that uh, – there's no uh, there's uh, All Star after the day after the um, MLB All Star game when there's nothing on sports. Well, I don't know if they push it back that far because generally it's the second Sunday in July and uh, that they they do that and they take up the first couple days uh, with the All Star break that Monday and Tuesday. So I don't think they do that. Number one, the, the playing games have been going on for a few years now. I think it maybe start when they start the John couldn't hear you, but when did they start the playing games in the NBA? Uh, was it during the uh, COVID COVID period. year? Yeah, that's what I thought. So they've been doing that for a few years. No, they had they had a mind to do it earlier. The whole idea of the mm-hmm. playing games is to expand the playoff field and eliminate the widespread tanking that we were seeing. Yeah in the last month or two of the season by every team with a losing record. I think in some ways they've accomplished that. Yeah. But in some other ways, I mean, you still see a lot of teams like running up the white flag in mm-hmm. uh, March and like, ah, you know, we're 12 games under 500. You know, like uh, we're giving our best players the rest of the year off. That kind of <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Jesse, for the call. John, thanks. And we will take a pause. It's 9-13. We shall return after hearing from our fine sponsors. 
have come to the wrong place. Matt Josephs isn't mincing words. He's a coward. We can no longer call him Riverboat Ron. And while he may believe in luck, of course there are things that you got lucky about, he's here to tell you what you need to hear. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 4 on 1061 ESPN Richmond. From the aroma of the fine... He and I have not been one on one. I tell you, somebody else. I got. I'm really, really remiss in not getting on here, and I'm almost too embarrassed to call him. A former colleague of yours. Which one? Oh man, I mean, I, I, I'm embarrassed to give him a call because it's been so long. Who's that? Paul Woody. Oh, the Woodman. You yeah. shouldn't be embarrassed. He'll be happy to talk. Oh, to Oh no, he might be there now. You can call me in a year. You can go. F- <laughs> kiss a buffalo's rump or something you know or being polite but see paul woody doesn't talk like i do he's he's far more polite he's very polite very polite and i guarantee you he's booked up with those grandchildren of his oh, uh, most of the time he's got a lot of them don't worry al i know i missed your calls i was with my grand yeah, right. <laughs> paul i'm sorry anyway all right you've got the top 25 from the usa today in i sure do all right they, 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 Michigan's number two there, right? By a whisker. Uh, yeah. Georgia's <laughs> been losing a little steam as they've been playing less than dominating uh, football. Well, it depends on where you look. You can look at different things, different polls. I mean, CBS and USA Today and ESPN, they, you know, they have these, you know, uh, one to 133. And let's talk about something positive real quick, though. Liberty is like number twenty-seven. I know in the AP poll, I don't know if they're in the in that poll twenty-seven or where they are. Liberty, they won last night, right? Uh, they're they're well past thirtieth uh, in this poll. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. Yes, they won last night, eight zero, and they also secured uh, one of the two spots in the Conference USA title game. So their yeah. first year in Conference USA, not the toughest conference in the world, but they will be in the conference championship. Right. Game. Uh, thank you. That's great yeah, to hear. I, th- I think. Um, so Mass is ranked 25th in both polls. Let's right. give them a tip of the hat there on that one. USA Today likes to do a lot of this uh, one to 133, which is every team in the country. Right. And they uh, consistently seem to have UMass at the bottom. Well, that's probably where they belong. UMass and UConn are uh, yeah. usually pretty much uh, the tail enders down there. Uh, they are. Um, let me give you right now. All right, what I want to ask you is about Michigan's schedule. Now, you know, some schools have bad schedules. Uh, Georgia's schedule's been rather powder puffy. Well, the SEC teams usually try to play one big name out of conference opponent, and then uh-huh. usually they load up on the North Alabamas and the uh, <laughs> Sanfords and the Mercer. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's how they do it down there. Oh, let me ask you about Georgia real quick on that one. I want your opinion. Uh, your esteemed opinion, because you've been around. As you started writing for the Times Dispatch, in what year? 
James Taylor just went through my mind. Long ago and far away, a young man sits and plays his waiting game. I mean, that's just what ran through my my, my brain. Yeah, that was the disco era, nineteen seventy seven. Oh, think you, about you, like yeah, Donna Summer you, and yeah. the Bee Gees. Well, and hey, don't forget your boy Travolta now yeah. doing his dance. You probably had the polyester suit with the big old collars, nah, didn't you? I was never a disco guy. <laughs> I don't know. You got the hair for it. Maybe you were and didn't know it. All right, John. Yeah, Georgia. This was their out-of-conference schedule. UT Martin. Right. Ball State. Right. UAB. Yep. And? And? Georgia Tech. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing tough about that out-of-conference schedule. No. to uh... To be fair, let's look at Alabama. You ready? Yeah. All right. Middle Tennessee. Yeah. South Florida. Right. All right. Um, Chattanooga, the always pesky, <laughs> as Robert would say. The Chattanooga Choo Choo's. <laughs> and then uh, who do they play finally? They got to, I'm missing a game here for them. Oh, they've got another nobody somewhere in there. Somewhere there, and I'm missing it. It is a nobody. It's a nobody's uh, Texas. How about Texas? Oh, Texas. Texas is not in the SEC yet. Yeah, no. Uh, Texas, uh, Texas, good. That was a good game out of conference. Yeah. Georgia's got nobody, dog. No, they don't. Uh, the theory in the SEC always is, I yeah. think, that if your your conference games are just so difficult that right. you can play, you know, uh, VMI four times in addition to your uh, conference <laughs> games, and that's still okay. And that's the, that's a formula that's worked for them. You see how often they place teams in the playoff. Yeah. And they can pick up enough uh, prestige just by winning their SEC games. And people tend not to notice the fact that, you know, out of league, they didn't really play no. anybody or beat anybody. So how can Georgia be number one? Well, with all these undefeated teams, I'm having a hard time with that myself. I think there's just a – I mean, it's been a long time since I was a voter. But as a voter, I think sometimes you fall into the trap of – well, I voted them number one last week, and they haven't lost. <laughs> yeah. Why should I drop them down? And I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I never felt that way. If I wanted to drop a team down, I did. I didn't have to worry about rationalizing it. It was more like, well, you know, they're, they're just not showing me that they're a number one team. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure that if they had a four-team or an eight-team or a twelve-team playoff starting tomorrow, I'm not sure Georgia would be the favorite. Uh, I don't think the gamblers look at it that way. They're pretty unsympathetic. And, uh, you know, they're calculating, and I think that they would pick Ohio State or Washington or Michigan or some of these other undefeated teams might be a favorite over Georgia. We'd have to Mm -hmm. see. But Georgia, of course, deserves respect. I mean, the last time we saw them in the championship game, they were winning by 60 points. Well, let me refresh your memory on something. I'm so proud of this fact. I know Robert or Bruce loves it or hates it, one or the other, because I'm going to bring it up. But I, I took the Horn Frogs to win the game. Oh, I oh, Just a bit outside. You, you made that pick while I was a guest on the show. 
And, uh, no wonder you were a bad influence. <laughs> yeah. It's your fault, damn it, not mine. Get me out of here. Get somebody uh, on the I'm phone, a, Robert, please. I'm a total eyewitness. You will never be able to go back and say, well, you know, people say that I picked DCU, no, no, but I, I really I, didn't. I, I, I fess up to it. I mean, that's the biggest blunder. Well, I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. That's the biggest uh, blunder in a long time among uh, the whole planet. It, it's hard to be more wrong than that. Yeah. <laughs> hard to be more wrong. That's uh, classic. I love that line. Yeah, but I think we only have four teams in the playoff this year. Yeah, four and then 12. So it's it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, this is just one of those years where you, you you get to late October and there's still six or seven un, unbeaten teams. In this case, I think we have eight or nine. Well, If you count Air Force and Madison and Liberty. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, uh, and people will say, oh, you know, all these undefeated teams are going to get left out. Well, I don't think any of them are going to get left out, except for JMU and Liberty, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do think we will see some losses between uh, the now and the end of the season from this top group. Of course, obviously, Michigan and Ohio State are going to play, and there'll be a loss there. Mm-hmm. And um, other than that... Uh, you know, Georgia, I, I think they've been vulnerable. Uh, Florida State has certainly been vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oklahoma, uh, you know, has been extremely vulnerable at times. So I'm just not sure we're going to get all that. Washington had the tremendous win over Oregon last week, and uh, they look pretty good to me. Uh, you know, we talked about Georgia and, and the cupcakes they played in the first four. Now, Ray Tate would always say, "But now there are no, there are no cupcakes in football. They're all out there playing, and That's they're right. going to play, and they're going to hit them in the byways and the highways and the alleys. And they're going to fight." Them. I said, "Ray." Playing UT Martin's a cupcake. Right. But really, you wouldn't. don't play UT Martin with the idea that it's going to be a good game. You play them with the idea that your fans want to see you beat somebody 55 to 6. Like LSU picking up on you know, poor old Army. 62 nothing over our Army. I don't like that. No, anyway, it's unpatriotic. Yes, yeah, unpatriotic. There you go. And oh, by the way, your, your twin brother Brian Kelly picked up a cool $500,000 bonus for that game. But for was it a bonus for winning a game by more than sixty points or what? <laughs> no, it was for. Uh, I said it on the air the other day. Who was it? They got it for uh, locking up a bowl game. Oh well, I mean, I'm sure they expected him to go to a bowl game yeah. there with all that money they're paying him. All right, this is Michigan. Uh, Georgia did lose, as Robert put up tight end, Brock Bowers. He's a good player. Yeah, uh, but he's, he's their lose, best player. Yeah, losing your tight end usually, is, unless you're Travis, guy Travis Kelsey, is usually not that significant. They can probably find other guys to work in the passing game. Uh, but he is a good player. He's a, probably a first-round NFL draft choice. Shame to lose them. Yeah, you want to see them being out there full strike. Now, Michigan, this is their out of, out of conference schedule. You ready? Oh, yeah. It's not real impressive, I don't think. East Carolina. Well, you know them well. Well, they're doing they're <laughs> one in whatever. Yeah, they're not yeah. having a great year. Uh, the uh, other game was Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV, and it won basketball. Yeah, and Jerry Tarkanian's not coaching no. anymore. So. <laughs> and Kaepernick's not quarterback in there anymore. Yeah. And then Bowling Green. A man in Kentucky sure is lucky to live down in Bowling Green. (laughs) Well, that's who they're playing. (laughs) So that's it. They have nine uh, conference games, and they're outside. So what I'm saying is, I mean, Ohio State at least played a ranked team, Notre Dame. Well, the Big Ten, to me, is a great setup for a good team. 
And Penn State. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the Big Penn Ten State. to me is a great setup if you got a good team because uh, even though there's a whole bunch of really quality programs in the conference, there's enough bottom feeders down there. Yeah. There's enough Indianas and Northwesterns to uh, you know pad your record a little bit, and you don't really have to worry too much about you know two or three conference games losing them a year. The um, uh, Penn State, of course, is an in-conference game for Ohio State, Notre Dame being out of conference as far as being their out-of-conference schedule. Other than that, they play Youngstown State, the Penguins. The Penguins. Why? The mighty, the mighty Penguins. Why are they the Penguins? I can understand the Yukon Huskies because Yukon, right. you know, the territory in northwest Canada. Now, I'm sure there's a fun story about why the Penguins. Youngstown State guys are called the Penguins. But, and the other uh, game was the Western Kentucky uh, Hilltoppers, right? Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers. Yeah. And then the, Notre Dame, the fight arch on Notre Dame. Uh, so that's... The, the one thing about the Youngstown State Penguins that always surprised me was their school colors are not black and white. <laughs> you figure a team called the Penguins, what's the most obvious thing? Yeah, they're going to come out in black and white. But I believe they, they're, they're red is their official school color. The, uh, of course, let's not forget that penguins are only found down in Antarctica. And Youngstown. And Youngstown. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ohio State minus one and a half versus Georgia, according to Derby Bill. Uh, Michigan I, even with Ohio State in that game. Yeah, I just think that uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, like I say, I, don't, I just don't see Florida State making it. They've had too many close calls. I, I just don't. No. Their quarterback's injured now, I believe. Uh, I just don't see them surviving. Uh, Oklahoma, kind of the same thing. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but uh, both those, all those teams have a, a ways to go. Georgia has some good teams left to play. I just don't see we're going to have five or six major unbeatens at the end of the year. Georgia has left to play uh, Florida and Jacksonville this week. It, yeah, yeah, that's always a you know a dangerous game. They're not going to win. Their toughest game left is what Missouri. Number Missouri's, sixteen. Missouri's ranked. Uh, do they play in Columbia or do they play uh, between yeah. the hedges? Then? Yeah, down there. That's between the hedges. Yeah, you know? right they also there. get number twelve, Old Miss, between the hedges. So I mean, I know you don't think a ton of them, but that is number twelve and number sixteen. Well, there you go. I mean, this it's like you know that you can't have them play Alabama and Auburn and right. LSU every week. Uh, SEC a little bit like a little bit deeper than the Big Ten. Uh, they have mm. more good teams and they have fewer bad ones. So we'll see. You have Florida on the road, then at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech, which you know, they ain't gonna do nothing. Hey, Georgia Tech, but Missouri, and Ole Miss are uh, in Athens. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia Tech beat Miami. I mean, uh, they're not totally. Uh, 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 you know, dismissible. Uh, we'll tell you what, we're going to take a pause here. We'll come back and we'll play matchups, and then we'll talk a little pro football and your favorite team, the Washington Mule Skinners. Oh, but man. We'll uh, play, that'll be exciting. We'll play matchup <laughs> first, all right? All right. All right. Stay with us right here on 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Al. This is Sports Fun. John Marcon, our guest, along with Robert the Bruce on the other side of the glass. Don't touch that dial, please. All season. Every Spiders men's basketball broadcast can be heard here on your home for the Richmond Spiders. 1061 ESPN.
back. We're live. All right, we're going to play matchups with Johnny Mark. I know we'll talk a little Washington Mule Skinners, whom he covered for years and years. Talk about all that. Well, um, we got a. Uh, they got a daunting matchup this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Every weekend they have a daunting matchup. All right, first we'll play matchup. Are you ready? Sure. All right, now I'm using the AP. You've got the coaches over there. AP has uh, Ole Miss at 12, as Robert mentioned earlier. That if, if, if it were 12 this year and not four, you know, let's look into the future, okay? Right. All right, back to the future. You were talking about the flux capacitator earlier. No. Uh, Ole Miss it would be playing. I don't, know if they, I don't know if they're playing neutral sites or I guess bowl games, so it would be neutral sites. So we're going to be playing at uh, versus number five Washington. All right, we're going to give me your win, hypothetical winners on this matchup based on what they're doing next year, expanding to twelve. The top four have a bye. So Johnny, right. take take me, give me your Ole Miss Washington winner. I like UW. Uh, All right, Ole Miss. I haven't seen too much of. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been pretty good here uh, the last two or three years, but they're kind of like Penn State. They haven't had the big breakthrough win over the conference powerhouses that they have to beat to win a title. And until they do, I think you got to kind of put them on that second level. All right, number 11, Oregon State versus number 6, Oklahoma. You know, I just – no one really was a big fan of DJ Uagalele when he played at Clemson. And now all of a sudden he's at Oregon State and they're winning and he's like – Eight times better than he used to be. It's like Bo Nix, who was a who was an ordinary quarterback at Auburn, and now he's an All American candidate. What about Oregon. Hooker in Texas, Tennessee? Yeah, Hendon he blossomed. And then Hooker, uh, you know, it's 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 uh, it's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, uh, coaching. I would think that Oklahoma would have enough firepower to handle Oregon State, which is kind of more of a defensive team. But you never can't tell. That would be a very intriguing sort of matchup. The Pac-12, you don't tend to pick them in major interconference games because they don't win them enough. Uh, never Can Tell was a great song, by the way, but I think that was the title, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, don't you know you never can tell? You never can tell. <laughs> that was, that's, boy, you talk about something you can really you know, dance to in the lyric. I mean, it's a great song. It, uh, it appeared, of course, in a, in a great scene in um, Pulp Fiction, as you remember. Yeah, the dance floor with Uma Thurman and uh, John Travolta. No, uh, it goes to show you just never, you never. Chuck Berry can had writ- wrote more classics than we could possibly remember. <laughs> I ain't kidding, kidding there on that one. Penn State, Nittany Lions, number ten versus number seven, Texas. You and Robert just talking about Texas. You, you can't uh, count on, especially in a big uh, game. I mean, those two teams right there. I mean, Penn State, a lot of great players. They're just really not very imaginative on offense. I mean, like, they run this, like, 1980s, 1970s kind of uh, game. Uh, I don't tend to look at them as a big playoff contender Mm -hmm. just because I think they hurt themselves uh, with their uh, ultra-conservative offensive approach. Right. So, they're playing like Ohio State-Michigan back in the 70s, like you said. Yeah, I I just think they got to open it up a little bit. Who do you like in that game, Texas-Penn State? Kind of probably Texas. All right, you're going chalk so far. I think yeah. you're going to change after this one. Uh, number nine, we talked about underwhelming so far this year, at least what we're used to under Nick Saban. Number nine, Alabama, uh, Crimson Tide, taking on number eight, Oregon in a bowl game. 
I think Oregon might have a little too much offense for uh, Bama. I, I just don't think Bama this year is really Bama. No, they're not. Uh, they got pushed around by Tennessee for a while, a few weeks, I guess two weekends ago. Texas beat them. Texas We're beat talking about Texas them. not winning big. They yeah. won that game. And uh, I just, it, they're not quite the same. They don't really have uh, that dynamic offense that you associate with Alabama. They're pretty good on defense, though. All right. Well, Johnny, let's take this one more step further. Are you Shall ready? We? Yeah. Are you ready, sir? <laughs> this is called the matchup game with Johnny Marcon. Uh, let's make sure. Yeah, I got this right. We got that there. And we got one more, and that would be here. All right, John, let's work our way up to the top here. Florida State versus Washington. Four versus five, John. I like Washington over Florida State. You like Washington, number five. Florida State, to me, is the big paper tiger in the current uh, top ten. Clemson could have beaten If you have a hard time beating Boston College, then you're probably not the number four team in the country. Everybody hits banana peels. It's whether you fall uh, down hitting it or whether you just kind of skid a little Uh, bit and you keep your feet. They've had too many games like that. Ohio State, number three, versus number six, Oklahoma, Johnny. Uh, I would say that Ohio State probably has enough manpower to steamroll Oklahoma. All right, so the only time you've gone against Chalk is the Washington beating Florida State. Right. Uh, Let's say Ohio State number three. All right, Texas seven versus Michigan two. No brainer. Uh, I would (laughs) think Michigan, but you never can tell. Michigan, not State, excuse me. Yeah, I would think Michigan, but you never can tell. I do think they're vulnerable. (laughs) See if we can find that song yeah. by uh, Chuck I, Berry. I, I Great think, song, but you'll like it, Robert. I think they're uh, Michigan's very vulnerable. I remember uh, that song. Great too. Like you said, the Pulp Fiction. I th- immediately thought of Pulp Fiction yeah. when you said it. If you no, if you got a, a moment, see if you it's, it's a catchy little ditty. It's a wedding song. Yeah, it is. Uh, George number one, Oregon number eight. I think Oregon. Uh, Oregon can upset Georgia. Yes. Whoa! Shut down the. I mean, you know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and I could easily be proven wrong. Georgia, not that good. All right. Well, you're not gonna get arguments because they haven't played anybody. We don't know. We're gonna see. We don't Uh, know. We're gonna see. And Michigan, those two play. We're not going to know because they haven't played anybody. Now, that being said, Michigan would have to get by Ohio State. Right. And, uh, but I would say Georgia. I mean, we're going to see them play Ole Miss. We're going to see them play. Yeah, another, they're going to they're going to play probably in an SEC title game. Yeah. They will play good teams between now and the end of the season. Well, 16 and 12. They're not playing a top 10 team, not top 5 team all year long, and I don't like that. No, I don't like and that. And it's entirely intentional. You can't, you oh, can't yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, the schedule didn't work out like they planned. It worked out exactly the way they planned. <laughs> yeah. Kirby Smart is just that. Well, he's he's Kirby cautious. Uh, uh, Kirby cautious. I like that. You know, that. like he, you don't want to risk your <laughs> undefeated record in any of your non-conference games. That's a really cautious approach. Oh, uh. Yeah, I mean, the Big Ten, you look at the standings on these things. George is just uh, done. All right, so now right, we're down to the final four. And, John, this is the way it would appear to be for me. Mm-hmm. You would have a number two, Michigan, and you reseed after every round because you want to play the top team versus the lowest team. Michigan number two versus Oregon number eight. I like Oregon. What? Uh, I do. Uh, Oregon, what? Oregon is, to me... Uh, even though they lost that game to Washington, they're dangerous. And they also have a record of um, doing well in the playoffs. They don't get in them every year, but when they do get in, they tend to play well. And plus, oh. Michigan, I just, 
I just don't know. I mean, their whole thing is we're going to play great defense and we're going to run the ball right down your throat. Uh, so and you, you can't always do that. You've got Oregon in the final. Yes. And that's this is all in fun and theory because it's next year's projection. Ohio State three versus Washington five. Oh, I like Ohio State probably. Uh, that's a, that would be a really great game to watch. Uh, you have number three versus number eight in the title game. Who wins the title using this? Well, Oregon, Ohio State, three versus an eight. I, I refuse to pick Ohio State to win the championship, uh, so I'm going to pick Oregon. Uh, I root against Ohio State all the time. Uh, to me, they're uh, they're the ultimate. Uh, you know, we're there every year. Spoiled fan base. All that stuff about the Ohio State University. I mean, that's one of the teams I just don't root for, Ohio State. All right, well, so Oregon has to win four games to win the title. I think they probably can. 16 NFL games. Yeah, not that they will, but they probably can. All right. It just, you know, like, how do you feel about Bo Nix? Is he he the same guy who they kind of ran off at Auburn? Yeah. Or is he this new Bo Nix who's terrorizing the Pac-12? Yeah. Alabama, right now, I want to get to that real quick. Reggie, we're getting to you real quick. We have a couple, we have about a minute or two for you. Alabama and LSU play November the 4th. That is a week from Saturday, and they're playing, I believe, at LSU. Doesn't matter. I think, no, they're winning. playing Alabama, I think, this year. I think they played Alabama. Alabama's winning that game. Uh, Bama, Brian, Brian Kelly's not, uh, like, what he's doing at LSU this year is when he has a chance to uh, like run up a score, he does. But uh, he yeah. he doesn't have a great team. They do play at Alabama, and that would pretty much lock up Alabama-Georgia in the SEC title game. That's fine. Which I think would be December people, the 1, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. People are going to want to see that game. Let me look at my hand. LSU, LSU is really just Jaden Daniels. Their quarterback is incredible outside of that. Not a whole lot. Yeah, it, you know, if he's going to build something there, he hadn't really had a hell of uh, had a hell of a lot of time to build it. So uh, I think you got to wait on LSU as a national powerhouse. The title game coach. will be the second. Jan two. No, December second oh, for, oh, for the SEC. Oh, for all the conference title games. Yeah. All right, Reggie. Good morning. What do you got for us, Reggie? I'm with John Mark. You got about a minute for you. That's about it. Go right ahead. Hey, yeah, yeah. That's all I need, Mister Mike. Tell me about Randolph making man. They put 70 on the people. The basketball team wins the national championship. The football team doing good. How are they doing it? It's such a small powerhouse. <laughs> well, they've figured it out. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, you know, it's uh, – it, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's hard to say that they're under-publicized because I can't really think of too many Division three programs in the country that get a lot of publicity. But they just do it well up there, and plus, I'm sure that if you, uh, you know, like if you if you delved into the secrets of their success, you'd find a college administration that was pretty committed to winning at athletics because uh, you can't really do what they're doing unless you know everybody from the athletic department to the president's office thinks that winning is important. Uh, but yeah, I think it's great. I, I think people in Ashland. Uh, should be quite fortunate that they can just uh, basically, in some cases, walk across the street uh, to the stadium or <laughs> Crenshaw Gym and see one of the best teams on their level in the country play. Uh, I uh, like I say, I just uh, 
you you would look at Randolph Macon and you would say, well, why there? You know, well, what's so unique about this small college? But they figured it out. And, uh, you know, as, as long as the current people are there, uh, I just think they'll continue to be successful. You know who gets all, this, all the credit? Who's that? Phil Stanton. The old URSID? <laughs> yeah. He's the SID up there. Let's give it all the credit to oh, Phil Stanton. Right? Yeah, he's been up there for a while. Uh, let's I give... still remember one time. The, uh... <laughs> let's give it to Phil. <laughs> one time there was an NCAA tournament. There was a player in it who had transferred to his current college. And the, and the, uh, the announcers were saying, you know, the, uh, out of high school, the only thing he got offered was a half scholarship to Randolph-Macon. And I think, I can't remember, I think it was Mark Wicker, the West Coast columnist, says, does that mean that Randolph wanted him and Macon didn't? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. But Randolph-Macon, I mean, they should take a bow because, uh, like I say, there's a way of winning on division on their level, and they know how to do it. They know how to do it. Well, it's like Mount Union. How many years in a row did they win in the Division Three football? And they steamrolled everybody. Mount Union just won every year, and now it's changed. but. State, uh, yeah, you know, and the division uh, FCS, yeah. James Madison was pretty good before they moved up. Yep. So it's yep. just you—you you find your happy zone there, and you can milk it for several years, so to speak. All right, let's take a pause. We shall return, Reggie. Thank you, Hoss. Appreciate the call. Uh, we'll take a pause and come back, and we'll get a, a couple minutes thought on the mule skinners up in Washington from Johnny Marcon right here on 1061 ESPN. Stay with us. Sports Fun, Big Al, and Robert the Bruce on the other side of the glass. Home for the Dallas Cowboys all season is 1061 ESPN. Brought to you by Arthur's Electric and Park and Go. It was a teenage wedding, and the old folks wished them well. That Pierre did truly love the Mademoiselle. And now the young Monsieur and Madame have rung the chapel bell. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. What a tune. They furnished off an apartment with a two room robot safe. What a great song this is. The Coolerator was crammed with The Coolerator. It's just, I know we're out of time. We got to get talking here. Well, we could talk about Sam Howell or we could listen to Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Chuck Berry for 100. Uh, all right. Uh, Washington's three and four. They, they have losses to the likes of the 0 and 4 at the time Bears and the 1 and 5 at the time Giants. Right. You cannot take this team seriously. I love. I don't know if you saw it, but Jonathan Jonathan Allen blew it up in the in the locker room after the game. Did you hear that or see it or read no. about it? What do you say? Oh, uh, he just says he's tired of this blank. It's blanking blank, and I mean he was dropping f bombs and s bombs. But that, they needed that. They need that from him. They don't be leaders. I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, to me, they've got a lot of guys, particularly on that defensive unit, that. Like they 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 go out in the field, they don't play well, and then you see them on the sidelines storming around, like all these other guys are making me look bad. And I, you know, to me, uh, the defense is the biggest problem there. It's where all their investment is. That's where all their money is. 
and they just haven't come up with a defense that stops people from scoring. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they say, oh, well, they make plays, they get pressure on the QB, they make sacks, but they don't stop people from scoring. No. And last and, year they were good. They were third in right. the NFL but in this defense. this year they haven't been. And, you know, they don't really have any excuses. I mean, the great Chase Young, he's out there playing every week now. Please trade him before Halloween. And, trade uh, him. They, 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 they just don't have the excuses. And, and as long as you got all that money sunk on defense, you're stuck with quarterbacks like Sam Howell because you can't pay real money to a real quarterback. All right, we we uh, we continue on that, but uh, in all fairness, uh, we've got about a minute or so left. We'll give it to Larry. Larry, you're on with John Marcon, and we're very short on time. So when I say we got to go, we got to go. What do you got, Larry? Hey guys, um, this gonna uh, it's gonna be the least rated, worst rated Major League World Series of all time. I don't know. The 1903 World Series didn't draw much television. <laughs> I was going to say the Black Sox anymore, World Series in 1919. They don't even I mean, have video of that. <laughs> I'm telling you, who's going to watch this? I mean, they got no star players. It's a terrible, two terrible teams. It's awful. Sometimes yeah. that makes for best games. Yeah, if you like I'm the gonna, game, you watch. Gonna... But if you're looking for star quality, you're probably not going to find it. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I don't watch one second of it. In, these in these all games. of the, the networks will be de, 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 what's the word I'm looking for dejected because <laughs> well, he ain't watching. Yeah, I mean the only thing worse for the networks would have been for Toronto to get in the series uh, because that when you have a Canadian team in there, obviously, obviously you know like you 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 wipe out a big part of the audience because you're not on it. Hey, how about the Philly fans? Just all oh, they think, oh, our home field's the best ever. I had people telling me they were going to the World Series, watch a Phillies game. I mean, come on, guys, get over it. It's you know baseball. something? You hear about that, and you know professional athletes usually are not intimidated by loud fans, no matter what people say. Uh, hey, the bookies won a ton of money the last four days. Every road team and underdog won, and you all everybody in their mind was betting Houston and, and Philly. Uh, uh, I mean, they cleaned house. Uh, we got to go. We're out of time, and that's that. Thank you, Larry. Call back when you can. We are out of time. Uh, I want to thank John. Uh, this is John Day today. John Bo Day. We had John Avert on for a few minutes. We had John Freeman on for a few minutes, and John Mark on for the last hour. We're out of time. I want to thank all three of y'all for coming on. John will do it again, and uh, I want to thank all of our listeners that call and listen. We wouldn't be here without you guys and all of our great sponsors. We would not be here without them as well. Uh, go see them. Tell them you heard it here, and they'll take care of you. I promise you that. Johnny Markon, always fun as always. Thank you. Yeah, man. We'll do it again sometime. All right, good. Do it again soon, I hope. Robert the Bruce, thank you for your work on the side of the glass. Jamie King, back tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. Tune in for Jamie King. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 8. Thank you for listening. Take care. Your home.